Warning, after this podcast, you may want to rip out your own eyes for all the free, cool shit you might get. Also, bad language and dodgy content like the swear words used before the disclaimer. I, I could see this, your soul and enthusiasm leaving what, your body. The thing, what, happened, no, 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 yeah. what happened was I was like, oh, I said fuck before I'd even done the disclaimer. So what's the point of the disclaimer? You're already in now, aren't you, at this point? I think people know what they're getting at this point. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one podcast, like like a few seconds in, or do you mean if they've listened to it before? I think in general. I think who's coming into this episode? Like it's it's not even in the teens now. Twenty one. Ah, oh, clear yeah. the door. Yep. Ah, uh, probably might not even be episode twenty one. I just found it quite funny because you're like a, an enthusiasm balloon that has a slow puncture. I could just see you getting an enthusiasm less... balloon. Yes. Yes. That's, um... Pretty unfortunate thing yeah. to be called. Yeah, and you're just like slowly getting more. Oh fuck! <laughs> it's like a Monday morning at work. You know when you get in after a weekend and you're like jazzed. You're like, yeah, yeah, I've had two days off. I'm feeling good. And then nine thirty rolls around. You're like, fuck me. Why am I at this pissing job? I, I have that every single week. I'm not saying this podcast is like that. No, but I know what you mean. Like when you're at work, like you always have that one email. Like you open up your inbox and you'll see one person, and it'd be like Steve. What? Well, we all know that Steve like, is just a cunt. Yeah. But you see that and you think, oh, for fuck's sake. Worst thing is I go in and you get like three emails from Steve because he doesn't understand the concept that I don't work the weekends. So he'll just bombard you with emails thinking that if you keep sending them, I might hear it. Did you? No. Fuck Steve. <laughs> Welcome to the Seesaw Podcast with T and Cleves. Each week, offering up a blurry perspective on life. Welcome to this week of Seesaw. It's going to be a good one. I can feel it. You feel it? In my tip. Well, you always measure the helmet. You do, you do yeah. You say you can never have too much sausage. That means you can never have too many sausage tips. That's true. So you can never have too many callbacks within the first 30 seconds. I was going to say, if you want those references, go back and listen to our entire episode archive and you'll get those references. You know, if you lack an enthusiasm, go back and do some enthusiasm balloon exercise. That was a very early episode. Episode three? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that was... I mean, the, the sound quality was slightly better, but not until I got this... Massive microphone dong. now. Microphone, yes. Yeah. Why did you say dong? No, Talking really. about me. <laughs> no. you're, the, <laughs> you're the one that got your dong genetically enhanced for the podcast. Yeah, I needed to. Why? Because it's an audio format. You need to be able to hear me like... Slap it on the table. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Hmm. That's, like, that's me just sitting down. <laughs> so how's things, Cleves? Yeah, right. Our saga update. I might actually be getting somewhere with it. I don't want to naysay the buyer, but they haven't been very nice. The buyer's a dick. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but hopefully it's getting somewhere now. So I'm hoping they'll be moving within a month or so. How's things with you? Not too bad. Busy. Very busy at work. So here's a uh, another hint for our work. At the moment, I'm dealing with a lot of elections. So there is an interesting hint. Other than that, yeah, not too bad. I'll tell, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you who is shorting me, and this, this we're going to keep in, 
Right. Not, not the person from the uh, enhancement agency you went to. No, no, no. Okay, bone to pick. Nottingham City pick. Transport. Right. They have a thing called a Robin Hood card. Mm. You've heard me rant about this. We already personally. slagged off their bus drivers. We slagged off their bus drivers. I'm going to slag them off as a fucking company now. As a part of my work, I had a what's known as a Robin Hood card, where you sacrifice a certain amount of your salary, it's like fifty quid a month. But you get unlimited travel in the Nottingham area. COVID happened. And then they turned around and said, oh, if you haven't used it in X amount of months, you can cancel it and we'll refund you. I didn't use it for like seven, eight months. So looking like 400 quid that I paid out of my paycheck of something that I can't use. They turned around and said, if you want your money back, fine. Send my request in September. Still haven't got my money back. Frankly, you're now stealing from me, Nottingham City Transport. It's my fucking money. I paid that money. Give it back. Stop ignoring my emails. Stop ignoring HR's emails. It's getting fucking ridiculous now. I'm going to start tweeting you soon. Uh, yeah, if you do that straight off the bat. No one likes the social media prick. Be that guy. I'm going to have to, because this is getting absolutely ridiculous now. I'm fed up. If, if, it, was like, just, if it wasn't that I hadn't paid into it, then I'd probably have no grass to stand on. You know what I mean? But I paid into this. You've taken it out of my wages. I want my fucking money back. You've agreed to pay it back. Little Timmy didn't get anything for Christmas. I don't know who Timmy is. I'm going to say I'm Timmy in this, this scenario. Where's my Xbox? There you go. PS5 is what you wanted. I don't want a PS5. You told me over and over again you wanted a PS5, but no, you couldn't afford it because of NCT bus card. You want a, you want a PS5. <laughs> no, you no. keep saying that I... I don't want a PS5. I'm not a console guy. No, you're full of shit. <laughs> You're full of shit. <laughs> there's no need for that. You have, there's no need to come at me like that. All right? You're 100% full of shit. <laughs> You're fucking like fertilizer aisle in B&Q. That's how much shit you are. Just, oh. I'm the little middle aisle, mate. You never know what you're going to get. That's very true. Could be fertilizer and it could be amazing. Yeah. Uh, one other thing I was going to say, um, whilst you were on the give me the money train, I got all my access to work money back. Finally, yeah, four months after I actually put in the claim for it, I got the money back. So the moral of that story is use access to work, providing that you have at least four months worth of money to spend on cabs. All right, should we move on to the topic? Let's move on to the topic. This has been a really long intro, even with the the cold open as well. So what, what are we talking about this week, please? This week, we're talking about the benefits of being disabled. Well, this actually was a suggestion from one of our listeners and friends, Louise. That's what you're getting, Louise. Sorry. Um, next one you suggest is ours, and you won't get any credit. So this is your one, your one token credit. So yeah, benefits of being disabled. We will preface this by saying actual benefits, like PIP, income support, actual money the government gives you for being disabled, no. We're talking about the perks. We're talking about the perks of being disabled. The, the money perky side. breasts of being disabled. Yes. It's a bit chilly. It has got a bit chilly recently. All right, Mr. Southern Fairy. Fucking Southern Fairy. I used to live like 100 miles away. Yeah. And look how, look how fucking nesh it makes you. No one's going to know that word, other than you. Yeah, mate, everyone knows that word. The only people that don't know it are the people that are nesh because they pretend not to be nesh. Oh, I need to put the heating on in the middle of July. Fuck off. I've never done that. Don't lie. 
I've never done that. Oh, it's dropped below 12 degrees. Let's bang the heating on full. What accent is that? Yours. <laughs> that, that, is a, that is a bang on impression of you. <laughs> oh, I'm Tony. Let's put the heating on. I'm from Yorkshire. <laughs> <as well. laughs> yeah. That's fucking Yorkshire. Yeah. Toss pot. <laughs> okay. So the benefits of being disabled. There are a few. So these don't make up for the fact that it can be quite tough, but they do help. And maybe if you're disabled and listen to this, there might be a few things in here that you haven't known about that you might get benefit out of. If we've missed something, because we obviously will, let us know, because I'm all about... Reaping that free shit. Yep. Let's start off with one that a lot of people will know about, and that is the Blue Badge System. Blue Badge is a scheme set up by the government, administered by local councils, to allow disabled individuals to park in certain locations, usually disabled bays, but it does allow you to do other some some other weird parking situations. You can park in the Beelers for a while as well. You can, yeah. You can park in some really weird places. Really good scheme, providing that you don't have pricks parking in disabled bays. For no fucking reason with no blue badge. Here's the thing though, right? Yeah, okay, firstly that, but also, do you ever feel like a bit of a knob, right? Because obviously, being blind, you can't physically drive a car, but you'll get the blue badge for your wife or whoever drives the car. So long as that disabled person is in the car, it's fine. But you mm-hmm. know, if you just rock up in a disabled bay, and like myself, I can probably get get straight out. And if I know the shop, I could probably walk to the shop even without my stick. Yeah. If I knew it well. And then people look at you like, who the fuck's he parking that disabled bay? I'm like, mate. Blind. I mean, usually once I get in the shop, mm. then I have to whip out my stick or something. Yeah. Not a euphemism. Just to get around. But, you know. I think it's gotten better recently with people being like that. But I think a lot of disabled people can contest to the whole, you get a comment now and again. I've had comments in the past where... We'll rock up and then I'll get out of the car and some snidey little shite will go, oh, it's a disabled bay, mate, you know, or you're not disabled. And then often I'll just ignore them, go around the back, pop the boot of the car and get my harnessed guide dog out and that usually is enough to shut their mouths. Yeah. I don't engage anymore just because it's not worth it. It's just ignorant fucks, isn't it? It is, and especially now where we're cluing in on a lot of mental health things and, like, you can't... And there's that thing that I've seen floating around here and there about how disabled badges, you know, the classic symbol, like the wheelchair, mm. isn't really relevant anymore and that there's some proposals to change what that would look like because a lot of disabilities you can't see. Yeah, I get that, but it's universal, isn't it? It is. I think it'd be a very difficult thing to change, but... At the same time, I kind of get it. Like, a lot of disabilities you don't see. Yeah, uh, I think cameras help with that. You know, with the masks and stuff, there's a lot of, like, breathing difficulties and yeah. stuff like that you don't necessarily see. And people aren't wearing masks and you can't you can't really call people out on that. Like, what's your fucking disability mean? Yeah, want, that's very true. That is very true. Yours is that you excessively feel the cold. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just... Fine. <laughs> I'm not getting into this because, <laughs> Okay, no, I'm not engaging with you just like with those pricks in the car park Fair. so before we move on another thing 
which I'm going to say, and not everyone is guilty of this, and this is like shops, but why there's so many, like, you, you have, like, the bays with, like, the image or, like, the wheelchair in it. You have the ones with the pushchair. Mm. Why there's so many pushchair ones, sometimes closer to the shop than the blue badge bays, and usually three times as many? You know what? I'm not a parent, but when we have a nation of kids getting fatter, put them at the other end of the car park, because little fatties need to burn off some fucking coke. You know what I mean? It's like, come on. They don't need to be that close. Kind of sounded like you were saying that kids were snorting a load of lines. <laughs> Can't fatty burn off that coke. Let's <laughs> wipe it in their gums in the morning. Just, nah. Probably get them up and going, to be fair. Sometimes there'd be like only three disabled bays, and there'd be like 10, these fucking pushchair ones. Yeah, but arguably in the world... There are more people, parents with kids, than there are disabled people. Oh, yeah, and, and parents are the most self-righteous bunch out there. Don't give them designated places. Because <laughs> if you're disabled and you park in one of those spots because there's no blue badge places, you be- I guarantee you people will kick off more about you not being a parent than the, the whole, like, oh, they can't see your disability. Hey, where are someone's kids? That doesn't mean you're a nice person. <laughs> they look at Hitler. Yeah, I mean, he was someone's son. I'll give him that. Yeah. Shall we move on to the next thing? Bus passes. I use the word pass to make you feel at ease. Thank you. Can you also get me a jumper? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, leaning into it now, are we? I have to, because you won't fucking let up if I don't. You know me too well, sir. It's only been... I'm like next door with a bone. It's been, what, 14 years? Yep. Bus passes, though. Yes. So if you are disabled, you are entitled to a national concessional bus pass, which allows you to travel free on buses after the 9.30 in the morning till, what, 11, is it? Yeah, 11 at night. Monday to Friday. Monday to Friday. And then weekends, whatever time you want. You do get bank holidays as well. Not a bad scheme. It's a a scheme for the oldies, mate. That disabled people have muscled their way into. It entirely is. We should have we should have our own thing. We should have our own cards so that we can actually get to work. So that we don't have to rely on shit like access to work to get us to places because we can just use the bus. I think this is the this is the problem, isn't it? This is why I got a Robin Hood card. Because I had to be at work by half eight in the morning when I wasn't working from home. And that requires getting a bus or a tram. And that that shit adds up. Yeah, there should be a separate one that allows disabled people at like an any time dealio. And then old people, fine. Chances are they're not working anyway because they're retired, isn't they? That's kind of the point of it. So they're not going to be having to use the public transport before 9.30. The thing that got me is when like COVID was rampant, they alleviated it in a lot of constituencies. So you could travel whenever you wanted. But then they took that away. As quick as they gave it out, they took that away, which is bullshit. And that's why I had to get a fucking Robin Hood card. It just worked out cheaper. I said paying £2.50 a day just for that one single to get me to work. I was like, no, I might as well just pay 50-odd quid. Like, mm. why? Like, I'm saving money here. Do the other thing as well, right? Fair enough, after 9.30, because the crusties aren't working, but after 11... At night. Yeah, at, at, at night. No one's going to be using that, are they, really, over the age of 70? 
So that is a blatant cash-in on those disabled people that are going out. It's worth noting here, saying, like, why should disabled people get free transport anyway? Because there's a lot of people who have to pay and and all of that. And what I will say to that is, yes, I kind of agree, but we have no choice but to take public transport. If you choose to take public transport and pay that amount of money, that's a choice that you make. Yeah, you could choose to drive. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. You could choose to drive. Would it be more expensive? Maybe. But you have the freedom of just getting out in the morning and it could be freezing cold, snow everywhere. Well, not snow in the UK. You're not driving anywhere. But it could be freezing cold outside and you can get into a nice warm car with your coffee, got the radio on, drive to work, door to door and be absolutely fine. Disabled people, a lot of us, do not have that choice. I've had many a time where it's like started sleeting them out with my dog and we're just like bundled up and we're waiting 20 minutes for a bus because one hasn't shown up. And that if I don't do that, I don't get to work. It's simple as. So I think it balances out. I think it's not an unfair concession to make. Okay, we've done travel. Just, just before we move on. Trains? Pricks. Yeah, trains you get fuck all, mate. Yeah, fuck all. Well, I got, think you you get a third off... If you pay them, like, what is it, like, 30 quid a year? Yeah, something like that. You have to pay in to get the money out. Bullshit. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Touched on this in the... Short stories with T and Cleves episode. Yeah, that one. About getting theme parks and attractions, that sort of thing. And getting extra tickets there. So we spoke about how Disney fucked the system for theme parks. Well, disabled people fucked the system. Yeah, but Disney... And then Disney fucked him right back. Yeah, the, the mouse came in. Yeah, he, he came his... in hard. Oh, yes. <laughs> the mouse rocked up in his gold-plated limousine, so flapping his dick around. Drive-by shot the tickets out of the disabled people's hands. Yep. So you can do that. You can still get passes. It's quite difficult now, though, in the UK. You have to be on higher rate if you're, like, um, if you go to Alton Towers or Thorpe or somewhere, like Merlin Attractions, I think it'll be a higher rate. Mm-hmm. For theme yeah. parks, anyway. Yeah. But yeah, you can get extra tickets for carers at theme parks, that sort of thing. They can do for other attractions as well. Theme parks is good, isn't it? Don't you, don't you get one main carer and then, like, two or three other people to go on the rides? Yeah, you do. So they're quite generous with it. That's pretty sick. That's only with certain ones, though. I'm pretty sure um, Drake Manor Park didn't used to do that. Yes, yeah, it's probably owned though, isn't it? It's outside know, but the encompassing on. circle of Chessington. And yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not a big fat Merlin company, but even so, Drake Man is quite a big theme park. And I just, when I used to volunteer for Site Support Derby, I remember taking the kids there and we all having to basically pay a full price. I just thought, well, you know what? I suppose we should. We're all getting on the rise like everyone else, but we needed extra care and help. And it yeah. was still a ball because we started to. There was no disabled entrances or anything, from what I remember. We just had to queue like everyone else. Yeah. You know, just a little bit of help would have been nice. And the, the the point of this, like getting like the carer's ticket, is it allows you to have the help you need at no extra cost to yourself. <laughs> it alleviates the responsibility of the theme park. 100%. And granted, my, my carer often is my wife, but it's the sort of thing that... Well, we'll just split the ticket, you know what I mean? Like, we go yeah. somewhere and we just split the ticket. Same if I go with a friend or whatever. Yeah. But the whole idea of this is your carer shouldn't have to pay to look after you. If you want to go and like, ride some roller coasters, 
you're carer. What they don't like about the curse, they're just doing it because you want to, to enable you to live your life. Why should they pay for that? And that, I 100% get that. And fair play to a lot of companies for being on board because this is company by company. This isn't a government thing. Mm. They don't have to do this, but a lot of them do. And theme parks are quite good with that because they'll give you more than one because I understand that people come in families and stuff like that. So other attractions do this as well. The Merlin Group are really good at this. You might want to cue the music, Cleves. Short stories with tea. Never really short, so strap yourself in with this. Short story with tea. Short story with tea. Warning, story may not be short. An example of careless tickets and the, the, the power of disability. Of love. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you drag out these segments. I don't know what you're talking about. Shut the fuck up and listen. <laughs> so for my wife's 30th birthday, I took her to London for like sightseeing and all that sort of bollocks. It was really good. Like We really had a good time. I had a load of things planned. We stayed at a nice hotel. Paid too much for the hotel. Um, because you, you expect a certain standard when you go to somewhere like a, a Hilton and it just wasn't good enough for what I paid. This is why your stories aren't so short. So, <laughs> 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 okay, so in classic tea fashion though, I'd booked some things, but not others thinking that I could just rock up because I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not the most. Organised. Organised, yeah, that's the word. So, get there, and my, I said to my wife, oh, well, we're here, like, we'll, we'll rock up to places, it's fine. Where do you want to go? She goes, oh, let's go to the National Hist- uh, Natural History Museum. Well, great, awesome. Go there, my wife's birthday is in January, so it's cold, and it's pissing with rain. And we get to National Hi- uh, Na- National History Museum. Natural History Museum. And the queue is massive. Like, it must be half a mile long full of families, and they all got their umbrellas. There's people actually selling food and coffees, like they've got like little scalping carts. Nice. So they're down the queue. And people buy these for yeah. extortionate prices. It's like three quid for one of those like shitty little like Nescafe small little cups. And people were buying it. And we queued at the end. And then one of the Merlin staff, who was like making sure people weren't being idiots in the line, because, oh, he went to get in, had my long cane with me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, take a straight to the front. No ticket. They took a straight for, straight to the front. I go, there you go. You're disabled. In you go. Out of the cold. So that was the first instance. The thing wasn't so much the embarrassment of walking past everyone going, sorry, you know, I'm rough, sorry, yeah, I'm getting in. I didn't do that. What was bad is we went in, we had lunch, went around a few exhibits, and then thought, okay, let's go on to something else. When we left, we passed the family who was queuing in front of us at the beginning of the day, just coming in. And we'd wow. been in and had lunch and done like a good hour and a half around exhibits. Flipped them off as you left. Oh, to God. My wife <laughs> Right up in their face. <laughs> oh, wasn't that great, dear? Oh, it was so awesome and warm. <laughs> So, this wasn't the first. This wasn't the, the first and only time this happened over this weekend. We then went to Madame Tussauds, famous waxworks. 
So, again, Q is massive. Absolutely huge for this. Still pissing it down with rain. And January in the UK, you know, why isn't it going to be? We queue up, and like my wife is just like, oh, you should have fucking booked things. Not that it would have fucking mattered, because we still would have had to queue. Mm. Again, a member of Merlin's staff comes down and goes, Oh, you waiting to get in? We go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, Have you got tickets? We go, no, no, we haven't. And they go, Oh, that's okay. They walk us down and walk us into a side entrance, and then just an old old girl behind the counter goes, Oh, Margaret, these people need uh, tickets with uh, a canvas ticket, please. She goes, All oh, right. And then we just go through some weird side corridor and we're just banging in the middle of Madden to Swords. And then they're like, yeah, touch anything you want. It's fine. Funny tactile. Touch everything? Yeah, they're like, just everything's tactile. You can touch the wax? Yeah. Oh, what? I'd love to go feel up some wax. I felt up Beyonce. <laughs> Asking my wife, do you think this is anatomically correct? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did you feel any dongs as well? I did, actually. <laughs> to be fair, not going to lie, right, if I could feel up the waxworks, I'd be feeling everything. I did. Man, woman, and any other gender going. I, I did. And it was fantastic. They were so on board of it as well. Like, they would just like, go out, you know, film the sculptors. And like, it was interesting because sometimes I've only seen people like on the TV. And it was interesting to sort of like get the idea of like their face in particular. Right. And they're sort of like feeling their face. And because they're like anatomically correct, like getting their height as well. Okay. And going, oh, they're this tall, are they? Or if they were it's like, like, his dog's this big, is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can get two hands on that. <laughs> two hands up that. Yeah. God damn it, please. <laughs> so that, Problem that, is when they start dripping on you. Oh, yeah. Well, I have got hot hands. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's the end of the story. That was a short story with tea. We filled up some bottles and got his hands waxy. Short stories with tea. Story got in at 5 minutes 31 seconds. On the uh, on the carer thing as well, I'd like to bring up the theatre, theatre, because I like to pretend that I'm posh sometimes. You can also get carers tickets for the theatre. Mm-hmm. We do it for Nottingham. You get like properly good seats, like front row seats on aisles that you don't have to walk any stairs as well. So it's great for people with wheelchairs. But we did again, it at the West End as well, didn't we? That's what I mean. We went to watch Booker Warman. Didn't, uh, Warman? Warman. <laughs> we we <laughs> went to watch Booker. <laughs> we went to watch Booker Warman at the West End, and uh, we were again stood in line, weren't we? Yep. And they were like, "Right this way, side door." Yeah, they brought us drinks as well, didn't they? Like, yeah, they did. Like, the young girl was not like really good. So, like, not only did they see us, and a little side note: if you're disabled and you want like good seats, get disabled tickets. They put you bang in the front, like second row. Yeah, but yeah, they. She was like, "Oh, do you want any drinks?" Yeah, and, she like, went to the bar and everything. She went to the bar for us. Went past all the queues, just went behind the bar, made our drinks, and brought them back. Yeah, the good thing was as well, like there they had like disabled toilets and stuff, and again, like. There were big queues for the main ones, and even like down the stairs and things like that. She was like, "Nah, we'll just take you through the staff elevators and stuff like that." Really good. London actually has a scheme like Access London. 
if you're in London and disabled, as long as you let them know in advance, they'll look after you. Don't worry. I think a lot of places are getting really good at that as well. We have one in Nottingham as well. It's called Good Luck. It's like if there's stairs, good luck. <laughs> if you want to see this restaurant, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you bought your own ramp. <laughs> yeah. Also get benefits like a carer's ticket of sports. Yeah, certain events. Like I've got a carer's ticket going to Silverstone at the F1 this year. That's pretty sick, to be fair, especially because the tickets are ridiculously expensive. So it's good to get a free carer, especially if you're going with a friend and you sort of split the ticket cost. Are you going to be seated anywhere decent or is it just entrance? I want the pit straight. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm like, here's not the best place to be at. Yeah, but you can't see, so it doesn't fucking matter. All right, goddamn, that's rude. A lot of money for someone that can't see. Well, that's the good thing about motorsport is the shit's quite big. And I'm right by a screen as well. So even when the cars aren't coming down the, the pit straight, I can still see what's going on roughly from the screen. How much was your ticket out of curiosity? Uh, I can't remember if it was four or five hundred quid. But that's halved because yes. I imagine you have a carer who's paying the other half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get much cheaper ones. It's because I went like Billy Big Ball's grandstand tickets. And but part, you do part of doing that was knowing that I got a carer ticket, me and my friend went like, look... We're going to do it. Let's go in the grandstand. Or half the ticket cost anyway. So it'll only be like 250 quid. Whereas general admission might be 250 quid. That's for three days. You get Friday, Saturday and Sunday in, in with that. That's not bad. Eh, it's not the worst, is it? I mean, it's the... That's festival money. So that's fine. Oh, that's bigger than festival money. 500 pounds for festival. You can get to Leeds Festival from, I think, for about 300 quid now, running in Leeds. Are they worth that? If you like that sort of stuff, then fine. I yeah. mean, I used, I used to go when it was a bit more rocky. It's a bit more hip-hop now. When I was younger, I thought, oh, that's too much. Don't do that, don't do that. But then in the last five, six years, I've become a bit more... You get the experience, man. Yeah, that's what my thoughts are. And especially consider I've got a degenerative condition. Go for the memories. That's what I'm going for. You get for the rugby as well, though. The good thing about the rugby is if you can get if you get tickets for it, like not only do you get one carer, but you can. I think you can have up to like five people go with you. Hmm. And don't you, you have to pay for them. Like, yeah. you get you, and then your carer will be free, and then the other guys have to pay. But I think it's quite a cheap a cheap deal if you want to go to Twickenham. You get good seats as well. Yeah, 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 you do. You get right down the front, but it was, you're right in the sun. So those tickets, just before we go into, like, that, because I want to bust your chops on that, those seats are six £700 each for those positions that you would be in. Because my uncle goes to rugby at Twickenham every now and again. And some of those tickets that are like right near the dugout and like three or four rows back and like 60, eight, 60 to 80,000 capacity stadiums will cost you up to like seven, eight hundred pounds. We were literally on the front row. Yeah. And I reckon it only cost about 20, 30 quid a ticket. Yeah. That's crazy mm. when you consider that it would cost literal hundreds for some people. Yeah. But uh, no no shelter from what I've heard. I wasn't there on that day. It was warm as fuck. I think we've gone to watch England and Italy. And uh, I've drunk a lot of beer by this point. I'm pretty dehydrated. And yeah, unfortunately, the disabled area is not under any kind of shelter. So the sun beats down pretty hard. I had no hat. That, that's a foul on, on them. Come on. Yeah. It's... Put a gazebo up, for fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's just yeah it's just the way the sun came in at, the, at that time of day and I just I don't know what it was but like pretty much passed out I didn't know I felt really like sort of woozy and then just sort of blacked out no I didn't really black out I don't know it was bad anyway during the sort of second half it was a bit sketchy and then someone had to go and get me like a cold compress essentially yeah <laughs> it was like a wet someone's rugby top I think they, I can't remember what it was I was a bit out of it partly bad on my part because I drank a lot of beer and I was a bit dehydrated 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 my, my lad but yeah my friend's got my back at least that's fair. That's nice. I mean, I got good tickets to uh, the Ashes, right? One of the uh, matches of England, Australia at the Kiev Oval. Wasn't a disabled benefit per se. It's because I used to play cricket for Surrey VI team. We were doing a demo at half time. Another short story with Morning, story may not be short. We had pretty much third row tickets for the Ashes International. Fantastic, really good. Apart from the fact that I was absolutely smashed off my face when we went out to do the demo. Went there with my older brother. He doesn't like cricket, but I wanted someone there with me because he was in the middle of London. He's in Vauxhall. Get there, and I've got all my got my kit on that sort of thing we get there and he knows it could be a long day for him even though he's not going to turn down like a ticket to the ashes because again it's an experience for him now yeah. he can say he has been to an ashes match so we get there and as soon as the concessions open he comes back with a beer and this must be half eight in the morning he passed me a, a pint of cobra and we just start drinking these beers haven't had breakfast because we couldn't find anywhere to eat. So I haven't had breakfast. So we started drinking. Like, the match hasn't even fucking started. It not start until like nine, half nine. So we started drinking. And as soon as we finished that, he had more under his chair. So he's, he's stocking up for the day. Still haven't eaten at this point. <laughs> so we get to around 11 o'clock and he gets a portion of chips and then complains about how expensive it is. So... My older brother, he is Billy Big Balls, he's on good money. To his credit, he did take a lot of the bill on. But at the same time, he got a free ticket to an Ashes test match. So, and the seats we were sitting in, again, you're talking hundreds of pounds. Like six, seven hundred pounds, like ridiculously expensive. Then it's like, okay, it's time to do this demonstration. So we're trotting out and then... He holds my guide dog. He's like, oh, I'll hold my dog. I'm going out there. And we're going to the outfield and we're doing a demo of blind cricket in front of, I think it was like 26,000 people, which is really good for the club. And as soon as I let go of my dog, I didn't realise that he was actually stabilising me quite a lot. I was like walking out and he had my bat over my shoulder. I was like, I'm really fucked. <laughs> In front of 26,000 people in a international televised cricket match. You don't get much bigger than the fucking ashes. But then, like, the beer takes over. Like, no, you got a fucking rocket, mate. So, yeah, you put a bit of swag on. (laughs) It's like, we get there and then we're like, over to the the coach. We're like, okay, what what are we doing? That's what we're going to do. Because VI cricket balls are like small footballs. We're just going to pop some into the crowd. We just start, like, bowling them and just pop them into the crowd. And every time you pop one into the crowd with your bat, it's like, everyone, and they catch it and they throw it back down. 
And then I was getting a bit into it. Like, hey, no, get into it. And I just smash it. I don't know why I did it, but I really just put a lot of effort into a one sort of bowl and I just hit it really hard at the bat. Massive cheer. Don't know why the cheer was that big. Turns out what had happened is someone had come up the stairs with like a big sort of tray of beers. These were like six pound a beer and he came up with like 10 beers for him and his mates were talking like 60 odd quid a beer. I hit it so hard it went up and hit him hmm. and the tray went flying and then 26,000 people cheered the fact that I just knocked what would have been 60 odd quid's worth of beer out of his hands. Needs to say that was the highlight of the day. Um, <laughs> I don't remember too much else because we went back and carried on drinking. I know we didn't see out the rest of the game day because again, <laughs> we, were, we were also in the sun baking um, and also ended up in a gay bar. That was another short story from Don't worry, it's over. Now we're back to your normal life. Short story with T. Story clocked in at 6 minutes 57 seconds. Okay, Cleves. Let's wrap it. We've probably missed a fair few things with the benefits of being disabled. Let us know. Yes, please do. You can let us know over our social media, email address, that sort of thing. Because we'd like to know how else we can get free shit. I think this is good to spotlight a few things. Yeah, it ain't all bad. If you're going to be a blinky or disabled or whatever, you may as well get all that free shit. Rake it in. You've got to make life a little bit better for yourself. It balances it out. And that's that's what a seesaw is all about. Oh, I see what you did there. In the fact, this is the first time I used that reference, and that's the exact same attitude you had the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think we're called seesaw? I get it. Look, I get. I'm not saying I don't get it. For fuck's sake, please. I'm just saying, when you say it out loud, uncultured fuck. It sounds lame as fuck. Is all I'm saying. Right. Okay. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Seesaw Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Seesaw Podcast, Twitter, Seesaw Pod. You can email us at seesawpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok and Instagram at Seesaw Podcast or Seesaw Pod, depending on which one we want. But get us on the other places. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience.